0: What's up, everyone? You're listening to another episode of the Alaskan Grappler Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Ackman. On today's episode, I sit down with Kalen Baxter. He was a three-time state champion and a four-time finalist in high school for West Valley. He was a three-time All-American, winning the honor twice for Greco and once for freestyle. He is the current head coach of West Valley High School, as well as the current head coach for Team Alaska. During our conversation, we talk about his start in wrestling, his family, and what they have done in and for the sport. We talk about some of the challenges he faces in coaching. We talk about his time wrestling in college at Old Dominion and a couple of studs you may have heard of that he got to compete against. We talk about the state finals match that he lost, practicing with his little brother, his sweet mustache, and so much more. Before I kick on that audio though, this podcast is brought to you by Black Ice Wrestling Gear. Black Ice is an Alaskan family-owned company that is dedicated to providing athletes quality gear without the high prices you see from large companies. They do more than wrestling gear and are willing to help you find what you need done. Look up Black Ice Wrestling Gear on Facebook or email blackicegear at gmail.com to get started today. Seriously, these guys do socks, bags, singlets, warm-ups, shirts, you name it. Go check out their Facebook and see some of the stuff they do. Once again, that's Black Ice Wrestling Gear, the premier wrestling gear provider for Alaska. Now here's that interview with Kalen Baxter. I'm sitting here with Kalen Baxter. He was a three-time high school state champion and a four-time finalist for West Valley he had a high school career, from what I understand, of 137 wins and seven losses. He was a three-time All-American, uh, winning All-American status in 02 and 03 in Greco, 05 in freestyle. He wrestled in college for Old Dominion University in Virginia. He is the current head coach of West Valley High School as well as the head coach for Team Alaska Wrestling. Did I miss anything? <laughs> no, I think you got it. That was a pretty legit uh, <laughs> intro there. Um We're mainly going to talk about wrestling, but I'm going to throw you a curveball right out of the gate. Okay. Tell me about your mustache. (laughs) How long long did it take to grow? For those of you who don't know, Kalen, he's got a mustache that kind of goes out to the side and you twirl it up. How long did it take to grow? What made you want to grow it? And then, like, what kind of maintenance do you do? Or you got to put, like, gel in there to make it stay like that?
1: I think I cut it the first time in 2015, and I was up working, and I had a pretty good beard going. And uh, one of my buddies from high school came back, and he was rocking this, like, 1974 porn stash, <laughs> And I was like, dude, that's pretty sweet. And my hair was all long, so I shaved the beard and cut the mustache and went and bought some wax.
0: Was it, like, as long as, like, super long? Yeah, or? it doesn't
1: get much longer than this, really. Is it hard to, like, maintain? No, just... You just put some gel on it, it and then, yeah. and then curl got, it up? Got some mustache wax and just comb it out to the side is it ever
0: like a pain to deal with, or kind of like getting away? If I can't... don't, if I don't
1: put wax in it, and it gets red yeah. or whatever, then it hangs down in my mouth and every time I try to eat. I oh, chew on Oh, eating Susan's some hair. Yeah. Do you have to trim it often, or uh, sometimes. Okay. I, a lot of times, I sleep on my face. Oh, so, it, like so it rubs off it? one side. Oh. and so I gotta try to keep it even.
0: Gotcha. And then do you like wax it or whatever, or put the stuff in it every day to try yeah. to keep it like that? Yeah. Okay. Every morning, after so I get out of the shower, so I just, uh, yeah. I just had to ask, just because you know, like I said, I wanted to just kind of. <laughs> I'm jealous To be honest I I, I probably could Grow a mustache I don't know how good it would be My wife hates facial hair So it doesn't get much Past like a week And then she's like You need to shave it And I'm like I just want to see What a mustache Would kind of look like Anytime you can get A little something going Mm -hmm. She's like It looks dirty And I'm like Alright I'll shave it Let's jump back To the past Of uh, when did you Start wrestling And why Or or how Or who got you Into it I, I
1: actually think I was in third grade When I started And um my brother came home from school with a pamphlet about wrestling. He came from Daryl Borland, and he was um, super excited about it. And my dad was in the car ready to go. Wrestling didn't start for like another two months, and he was like, <laughs> let's go, we're going to wrestling branches. <laughs> <And so,
0: laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. So then you started in third grade, mm-hmm. and then you – it was just interior youth at the time? Yeah,
1: it was interior youth, I think. Uh, well, actually, I lie, it was – Fairbanks, USA was – one side and then interior youth. Rick Carlson was running the interior youth program. Oh, okay, at the time. yeah, I actually remember him. Yeah. Okay. And then so we wrestled in Fairbanks USA wrestling for a while, and then they both kind of merged Where's together. Yeah. And the, was that at Lathrop or the interior youth was at Lathrop and uh, Fairbanks USA was at West Valley at the time. So you started at the Fairbanks
0: USA one, mm-hmm. and then eventually merged, and it was all at Lathrop. Yeah. Okay. And then obviously you said your dad was super stoked. Who's been, and I imagine he's one of them, but who's been your biggest wrestling influences or or one or two people or a handful? Yeah, um,
1: well, growing up, it was always my dad, you know, and then uh, we got into high school and then Davis was always around as well because he was the coach. He helped at Fairbanks USA and stuff, and then he was up at uh, in junior high. He helped my dad with the junior high program at Randy Smith. And then I got into high school, and then Carson's with the courts was a head coach. And then the first year was just Carson's and Anders, who is now at Nikiski, as a head coach. And then uh, there was a couple other guys that ran it out, and Steve Meckel helped quite a bit. But then Bockert showed up, I think, my sophomore year. And then Bockert since then, has been just a, a mentor, mentor, and,
0: and also kind of you guys mentor. also have a really good friendship too. Yeah. So I'm sure he's helped out a lot with you, like you know, coaching at yeah. West Valley, which yeah. we'll, we'll get into, but. I wanna keep on the track of like wrestling um in high school in particular. I talked about this before. You were you were a three time state champion and a four time finalist. Um you lost your sophomore year. I don't know how much you hold on to that. You know, I know D- Dylan is kinda of in the same boat but lost as a, as a junior and that yeah. you know, it's something that kinda's of like always like, damn. I mean, take me back to that particular match if you can. Or I asked Dylan this I don't know if you have a specific reason, like what what happened in that match? Why did you lose? But but here's another thing that people might not know about. So when Dylan lost, he was the number one seed. Yeah. You actually were the three seed. You yeah. weren't even supposed to make the finals. Uh-huh. But then you pinned Sean Costello to, you know, upset him, and he was a defending state champ. Mm-hmm. And then to make it into the finals, and I think he was even defending state champ like at weight because he yeah. was one nineteen. I think yeah. okay, 119. and he won the year before over I think over at Bailey actually the guy who ended up uh-huh. beating you so take me back at all much you can remember
1: i i remember really wanting to wrestle ed earlier in the season because there was a couple different tournaments where um i would have got a chance to meet him Where i think we were going to wrestle at the bartlett duel tournament and he didn't make weight because he was cutting a shitload of weight for 1900 and uh i didn't get to wrestle him there and i remember i was mad about it because my whole high school career, If I wrestled somebody once that I and they beat me, I never lost to them again. If we got a chance to, yeah. I was we, or got it back a revenge my, or to bench my yeah. loss, you know. But uh, I didn't get to wrestle at a couple different tournaments, and then we got into the state finals. And I remember the first time I uh, grabbed hold of him, I was like, yeah, damn, this guy's kind of strong," because <laughs> you know, he was into lifting. When well, he was a body. senior, right? Yeah, and he was a senior. I was a sophomore, so his body also too but, was like more uh, mature and yeah. stuff. But I mean, technically, though, I I feel like I was better than he was, but he was just a little bit stronger, a little bit more mature physically. Gotcha. But uh, it, I was in the match for the whole time, and Buckert will tell you too. I went to shoot an ankle pick, like right off the whistle or right on the edge of the match. I not remember exactly, but I missed. He just stepped back, and I missed. And I looked Your up at the position. coaches. Oh crap! I, I looked up at the coaches, and he I he barely got a takedown. I looked up and was like, ah, oh, crap, you know? And, yeah.
0: And then coming on anyone in general, like it's always hard on a wrestler like that to even just try to mount a comeback, even yeah. if it's just two points really, yeah. unless you have like a really uh, big advantage somewhere that they have a weakness. Mm-hmm. But then you were also like not like I said, not even supposed to make it there. And yeah. I was a freshman when you were that year and uh, I remember when you pinned Sean Costello, the crowd and everyone just going just absolutely nuts. I mean mm. did you wrestle him before? I never
1: did wrestle him before.
0: So I mean, I guess why were you the three seed then? Was it just because of what they did the years before?
1: Yeah, because I I won the championship at three pounder of the year as a three pounder of the year before. I think Costello and Bailey had wrestled earlier in the season, and then um, Costello was the defending state champion. Oh, so, so that's
0: why that was, dang well, that was pretty stacked weight class then. Yeah. At least for one, two, three. I don't know who was the fourth guy. Yeah. Um. So I mean. Your freshman year, you won at 103 over Dustin Killian, five to two. Mm-hmm. Which just real quick, since that name popped up, that guy was a pretty solid wrestler. For he was a four-time finalist, and he had to wrestle you, and then he had to wrestle Eli Hutchison back-to-back years, and then I can't remember who, he, but he finally won a state. He, he finally won
1: his senior year. I, yeah. know, and I was pretty stoked for him because I knew the Killians yeah. from wrestling him for so many years, and I went camps and stuff.
0: And then, uh, and then you lost to Ed Bailey at 119, eleven mm-hmm. to six. But then uh, as a junior, you won 7-1 to over Travis Schultz from Chudiak at 140. Mm-hmm. And then your senior year, you won uh, 15-4 to over Jordan Dubison from South Anchorage. And that was at 145. Yep. And that was a, a beatdown. But your mom told me that in order to get into the finals, you barely squeaked one out. And <laughs> she said you waited till the last seven seconds to win this match yeah. and from what I have here you won eight to seven over uh, Clark Buffington what happened there
1: so I, I think it was in the second period he caught me in a head and arm and I fought off my back for like a minute and a half so we got up like five points or something
0: and you had his fight back yeah
1: and I had a fight back and it was going and I, I can't remember exactly how we got to where I could get win the match but I had to throw him in a head and arm for a takedown. And I can't remember if I got a two count or not. I think I just got the takedown and he was fighting off his back. So I just let him up and then I threw him to the other way with yeah, a head, head and arm, arm again. <laughs> And a head and arm again with like 15 seconds left or something. Um, both both head and arms were within the last 15 seconds and Jeez. then I, uh, I held him for a three count on the last one I went up by one point.
0: When, uh, so it being your senior year when you got thrown a head and arm, were you, were you like, keep your composure? Or are you kind of freaking out? Like, oh crap. Like I got... I mean, no, happens. I knew there was
1: another period left, so I was like, well, so, shit, I can't give up this pin. I'm just going to have to fight off my back and make sure I don't get pinned for this last minute yeah. of this period. And then I, then After I, had that I just have to fight back. And then I have a chance in the third.
0: Um, the other time, going back to middle school, do you remember this at all? Your mom said kind the other of, one was yeah. in middle school. Was it in the finals match
1: against you? Actually, both, both years I wrestled. Uh, the first year. I wrestled Alex McMahon in the semis, and I barely beat him. I can't remember how that one went. And then I wrestled Joel Anderson from Barrow. I think my senior or my seventh grade finals match, and uh, it was in double overtime, ride or die. And I ended up, I was on bottom, and I ended up somehow in a front headlock, and he had my foot, so it wasn't. I didn't get the clear escape. And I was just—I just remember, like, all I gotta do is get my foot back. All I gotta do is get my foot back, and I finally kicked my leg back with like one or two seconds left, and gave, gave me the escape line. and to win the match and double overtime or whatever, the ride or die.
0: So you were a two-time Tana champ then? Yeah, because you won as an eighth grader over Alex McMahon. Yeah, and then I
1: wrestled Alex McMahon in the finals my eighth-grade year. Another tight match. Yeah,
0: dang. So you've had some pretty close ones there then. The other thing is that you have been a part of some pretty good teams, too. I mean, with the exception of one, kind of. But your, your team's finished uh, as a, you know in the team race third, first, seventh, and third. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the year that you guys actually won, I was a freshman, and our Lathrop team was pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. I was actually talking with uh, Dylan about this earlier. We won – Every tournament that year that I can think of, except the one that mattered the most. At the again, because our team kind of fell apart and your, your guys' team really like took off. You actually had seven finalists, which is crazy and really good for any team. You had you, David Weiss, Matt McDonough, uh, Miles Dinstall, Nathan Moore, Jay Folk, and Shane Tufford. Mm-hmm. And then even the year before, I remember uh, I was in eighth grade. I remember going to the Carlson Center and watching. And you guys had a bunch of guys in the finals again. Ward Dobbs, yeah. you, I think that Tougher was in there again. Yeah. Matt
1: McDonald was in there
0: again. Biceline was in. And, a couple and other guys. David yeah. Loring
1: was in the finals. So,
0: what was it like being a part of teams like that that were just stacked? Did that help you like get a lot better having guys? I mean, obviously you weren't wrestling like Jay Folk, like hopefully, but, yeah. You know, but having teams like that. that no, would, there was a
1: lot of strong leadership my freshman year, especially because we had guys like David Loring. And, oh yeah, know, can't forget about him. Yeah, either. that would just like and Dave, Dave actually helped me a lot too, um, coming into. Being a freshman, because he took me out to Reno for uh, the Okie State oh, okay. camp, because he was getting ready for Fargo, and at that time I don't think there was a Fargo camp or anything. Oh, okay. And so he was going to that camp, and he had approached me and was, "Hey, I know you're going to be a freshman next year, but would you want to come down to Reno with me and go to this wrestling camp?" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" So we went and we stayed at his grandparents' house there in Reno, and um, oh, dang. went to that camp. And then he took off to uh, Fargo to- and wrestled there. In- and then you went Before back home energy. or whatever after yeah.
0: the... Is there anything, like, did you learn a lot from those guys that you were able to take on and, like, kind of, like, pass down and, like, kind of, like, keep that going type thing? Yeah,
1: I, just the leadership in general and taking accountability and ownership for um, the guys who are coming up behind you. Yeah. You know, like like I said, they took me out to that camp and that kind of instilled in me, like, what leadership is all about. Yeah. Know, like uh, that's to, huge. Trying yeah. to make sure that... Uh, Especially for a
0: kid that's not even in the program yet, yeah. technically. so. yeah. Well, let's talk about when you won All American a couple times: 0-3, and o five. Mm-hmm. So, what you were freshman, sophomore, senior? Yeah. I mean, what was that like? Greco twice, and then freestyle. I mean, was that the plan to try to make All American? I mean, everyone hopes to like, yeah, yeah I want to make All American, and blah blah blah. But I mean, like, it's pretty hard thing yeah. to do.
1: I wrestled at a bunch of tournaments prior to Fargo, but get, like going to Fargo my freshman year or whenever I All American the first time was like a huge eye-opener because, like, you wrestle kid, from kids from all over the country. It's not just, like, Western regionals or yeah. some other tournament, you know, and, uh, I mean, there was some there were some kids from Kansas. There was kids from Utah wrestling kids from PA or Ohio. Yeah. You're like, holy crap, what do these kids eat? You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. They're but, kind of different animals. Yeah, but I, I remember stepping out on the mat across from kids who were just, like, jacked, he just super intimidating and be like, holy crap! But then beating them and yeah. like, oh, I can wrestle with these kids. And then after I got the first couple matches under my belt, I was like, dude, I can do this. like Yeah, I can compete with these guys. So.
0: Do you think that helped you a lot when it comes to like your mentality of like being a better wrestler? Absolutely, kind of like we're talking about like knowing like because a lot of kids I think like lose matches or don't stand a chance when they go out there mentally mm-hmm. already lo- losing a match or like they already like look at the guy or think yeah. like I don't stand a chance. What? You know, physically or even technically, they might be more sound than that guy. Mm-hmm. But then being able to compete and, like you said, like yeah. being like, "Oh, I can actually hang," and yeah. it takes you like a long ways. Did that, you know, help you as you continue to grow through oh, yeah, school stuff?
1: Absolutely. That kind of because those camps at that time, getting ready for Fargo, were just grueling. Like they were absolutely miserable places to be. Yeah. You know, but once we got out there and realized that it was all for a purpose and that we, we are way in way better shape than these guys I remember like a lot of kids going down or they were ahead of me on points but I was just in such better shape than them that I could just yeah, kind of man up, man up and just grind it out you know and, and beat them just at sheer will alone you know yeah Which so is that? That, that's a huge part of my philosophy as wrestling and coaching now it's just if you're in better shape than them you can grind them out you know and like yeah. just, just impose your will on them and ruin his day, really. Yeah, that's one thing that me
0: and the actor were talking about when I interviewed him for the podcast was that just, you know, because it doesn't, it's not always like the most talented guy. Sometimes yeah. it's the guy oh, who yeah. just can just go the longest and if you can hang you know obviously it's going to be hard to come back from 10 points or something and you know and, and try to come back from that but if you can keep it close mm-hmm. and that guy gets gassed out you see it all the time even pro fighting Absolutely. you know in the like and stuff those guys that Connor mcgregor when he lost to uh, old nate diaz that yeah. you know just throwing yeah. bombs on him for like the whole first round and then after that he's
1: just gone yeah gassed. eventually hard work will be talent yeah
0: so i want to segue and actually talk about your family okay let's start with your dad he was a, a state champ for, for Lathrop, mm-hmm. and then uh, he was your coach growing up, like your whole life, through freestyle and, and middle school and Yeah, then high t- school. until we got into
1: high school, and then he kind of took a step back and let Carson's and, and then eventually Bach. But he was back. still in the room, or? Uh, a little bit when he could be. Okay. I mean, he, he was working pretty steadily, and that time of the year when the high school season was going on was... Kind of his busiest time. So. Was that
0: like a weird – was that weird for you at all? Like having your dad always in your corner and then all of a sudden you get to high school and then he's kind of like, I'm going to let these guys do – like these guys know their stuff or whatever. I'm going to kind of like take a step back or did it not Not really. Not really because cause like – Well, because I guess you were competing at – you know, in other stuff yeah. when you are younger. Yeah.
1: Well, that too, and, and then Davis was always a part of it too. So there was always that kind of segue because right because he was in the middle school and then, and high, then school high school, school too. too. So it was kind of
0: um, your mom said that your dad was the first ever outstanding wrestler for the ten invitational, and then he you was. and then you end up winning it twenty five years later. She yeah. said, yeah. "Is that the year you beat Alex McMahon or the other one?" That was so
1: the year I wrestled Joel Anderson in my seventh grade year.
0: Okay, I mean, was that kind of special just like for your family? Did you realize at the time? Like, I did, I vision? had no
1: idea at the time that that's kind of what it meant, but. Yeah. Um, later on down the road it was like well that's really cool especially it's not just some all ball you're like 23 years right yeah the quarter of quarter century and
0: then also the fact that how much Tanana has grown and like what it is today and like seeing that your dad is like the first ever is kind of crazy and the one thing I have a quick story about your dad you like can't take the coach out of this guy (laughs) it actually blows my mind I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but um, we were doing, Lathrop was doing West Valley and we were in the uh, mat room at Lathrop and uh, my little brother was there and you guys are coaching and I see your dad and he's sitting with your mom like Mm -hmm. on the bleachers on the first row and I looked over at Dylan I'm like man this is is kind of crazy to me not see like Ron out there like over talking or like with the kids or like in the corner yelling or whatever like it's crazy not actually seeing him coach for once (laughs) and I literally look away for like about three seconds and I hear someone yelling which I'm like that sounds like Ron Baxter (laughs) and I look over and your dad is up like four feet in front of where he's sitting, (laughs) yelling at kids that I'm like, I don't even know if he knows who that is. No, he doesn't. And he's just yelling, like, moves, and I'm like, oh, well, never mind. I guess (laughs) it was crazy for a couple of seconds, and then he's just right back at it. And I I see that on your dad all the time, and I love it. I think he has, like, like a passion uh, that I don't know if I've ever seen, like, rivaled. I mean, there's plenty of people that Mm. I know that are, like, love the sport or whatever. But the way that he is... You know, co- like coaching kids or yelling stuff that Damn. for he, people he doesn't even know. Just he just arbitrarily picks a kid and starts coaching. Yeah, it just blows my mind. Yeah. He's on the side of the mat. Heist! Oh, <laughs> oh, Heist! Yeah. I'm like, dang.
1: It's, I just, it's, it's super hard too at the high school level because he does. He's still involved in the junior high and coaches at junior high. So And the feeder program for West Valley is Randy Smith. Right. So, all so he does know kids, some of those kids. Yeah. yeah, so he okay. does know some of those kids, and he's so much louder than I am. Yeah. So we'll be at a duel or something, and he'll be up in the stands, and all of a sudden he'll be behind me screaming stuff, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and you feel I, like, I, I, I have to, Dad, shut up! <laughs> You know? Another thing is he has a very like distinctive
0: voice, yeah, and, and like you said, he's like he is very loud. I mean, yeah. I could be anywhere in you know the most packed like building with you know it's the state tournament, and I guarantee I could hear your dad and find him in the crowd <laughs> yeah. if he was sitting like fifty rows up and be like, "There he <laughs> yeah. is," you know, because he's just yeah. And I just I don't know, man. I just want to say that I just love that about your dad. It's just awesome. And then well, at least growing up, I know you say you took a step back when you're in high school, mm-hmm. but having him as a freestyle and like a middle school coach I mean maybe it's different because you're like younger but was he like hard on you like as a as no, a coach
1: no I never felt pressure to like try to make weight or do anything I mean I know he expected a lot but he never made us feel like it was it was a job you know it was always something that we did for fun and something
0: yeah, well, and then another thing is with between you and your brother, you guys are both, you know, have a ton of accolades and stuff and did mm-hmm. really well. I mean, was that kind of, like, expected or from your dad? Or, like, if, if you lost a match, like, no big deal? Or was it kind of upset or ever Or just kind of just like, hey, man, just that's how it, just,
1: it yeah, is. Yeah, it it's is. Just, just kind of how it goes, you know. It's a sport. Yeah. Some days some days you get beat. Some days you beat yeah. your guy, you know.
0: And then uh, I want to talk about your mom. Uh, your mom's always been a face in the wrestling community to me. I mm-hmm. think that um, – I can't think of many meets that I haven't seen her at. Mm -hmm. Either, you know, helping run a tournament, keeping score, towel tapping, freaking running the hospitality room. Like, you name it. She's always been there. I mean, what's it... And you you guys gave her, like, an award last year for Mm -hmm. just her time... Yeah. You know, even now she doesn't have kids like wrestling in yeah. the program granted you run it but she's still there yeah There's...
1: she's still there helping out she's kind of the
0: so how's that been like having you know pretty good support system I guess oh I yeah imagine. it's a great support system yeah, and then not only that, but she, I feel like she's passed a lot of that down, like your sister, who's oh, been yeah. dragged to probably <laughs> yeah. every tournament that she's like, this sucks, <laughs> getting up early to do all this. I'm not even, I have no, like, interest in actually being here besides the fact, like, supporting my family. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, um, I guess what I'm asking is, like, what's it like having your mom and your sister be, like, the people that they are for
1: your guys' team and you oh, guys growing be. up? You know, my mom had just so much experience, like you said, being around it for so long that... I kind of look to her for a lot of the stuff with the booster club and oh, yeah. all that kind of thing because she's the treasurer of my booster club now at West Valley. So you think they'll ever stop?
0: Uh, not, not if we're involved. And then lastly, I want to talk about your your brother, your mm. little your little big brother. Yeah. Um, so for those that don't know, your, your little brother he took a sixth, first, second, first in high school, and mm. then he went on to do you know well in college and all that as well. So your brother's a lot bigger than you or yeah. used to be or whatever. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. Um, how close are you guys, like your relationship? Is he like your best friend? Yeah. Right there? Yeah,
1: like we're super close, you know. We've always been really close. So, uh, we actually fought a lot growing up, and then we started wrestling each other I was gonna in ask, high school. I was <laughs> going to ask, you know, uh,
0: so you guys are close and you, and you get along, but, but what about when it came to wrestling? I mean, was um, it like just, that, are you when, guys competitive with each other?
1: Somewhat. Not, we were never really super competitive against each other, but uh, we always strive to, like, push the other one to be better, you know. Well, you guys got to wrestle
0: two years together in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, were you guys always, like, each other's practice partners, or?
1: Uh, a little bit, and then Carson separated us, because we would drill for a little while, and then it turned into a fist fight, so. Okay. Then, and then once we kind of started getting that aggression out in the wrestling room where we were wrestling each other every day, then we, uh, didn't fight so much at home. <laughs> so
0: Okay, so what I was going to get back to is that, you know, with, uh, with wrestling and having your little and your little brother in there, I mean, do you think that having you? I mean, I imagine it did, but having you in there helped improve his game a lot.
1: Um, yeah, I'm sure it did, but it, his he had an age group that had a bunch of good kids in it. There was a kid Cody Moore that was at West Valley and Jeremy Folk and stuff that were all his age group that kind of grew up with him that were all solid wrestlers too. So yeah,
0: which makes it really important yeah. having like good practice partners. Exactly.
1: So between the, a lot of us in there, yeah.
0: So you're talking about drilling, turning into a fist fight. But yeah. what about when it came to like the live wrestling? That that was a fist fight from the go. Oh, Okay, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> screw it. <laughs> okay. Well, I was gonna ask. You know, who who got who typically got the better of the other? Well, I mean, was it typically At, you in, in a... high school? In high
1: school, I would say I usually got the better of them, just because I was a little bit older and yeah. Would he dis so. Would he disagree with that? You think? Uh probably. Figured. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to cut a lot of weight in high school? Uh, I think I was walking around at like 110 or 112 my freshman year. What about the other years?
0: Not as much or?
1: Uh, not too much. I cut a little bit to make 119, but it wasn't bad. And then when I got older, I would just wrestled what I weighed.
0: All right. So you didn't have to worry about that? uh uh-uh. So after high school, you go to Old Dominion to wrestle. How did that come about? Did, did, I actually <laughs> wrestled
1: in Fargo and stuff like we talked about earlier, uh, wrestling some guys that, you know, there was a couple of guys that, Old Dominion was extra recruiting and a couple of them I beat outright and then there was I think one or two matches that they were winning and I like I said I just grinded out the match you know. So then uh, after that
0: you you beat a couple of guys that they were looking at they they approached you and said hey you know. They they
1: approached me and uh, we kind of talking back and forth and I ended up going to senior nationals in Cleveland Ohio that year and uh, Pritz, the assistant coach at the time, was there with Steve Martin, who was the head coach, still there, and, um, I was at Senior Nationals, and I think I was in the blood round, and I got put out in the blood round, but it was just a tight match, I think I got kicked in the face, and split my lip open, then the real, the real my... blood round, yeah, <laughs> I split my teeth through my lip, but I wrestled Jesus. through it, and kept, the kid barely beat me, and, uh, they approached me after that and were like we're calling the school right now to try to get you some money we really want you to come to Old Dominion so
0: what was your plan after high school that you wanted to wrestle in college for sure or oh yeah just... that was
1: always the plan as soon as I got hooked on wrestling that yeah
0: and then I mean the did you have any other like people or like places that you were like seriously looking at or thinking about uh, or... there was a
1: couple of schools in Oregon that I had talked to there was a Smaller school in Iowa that was a D2 or D3 school that I was talking to. Did you care
0: about like the D1, D2, D3, or did it matter? It's one of the I people. didn't
1: think I did at the time, but then as soon as Old Dominion started talking to me, then that was like, my oh, only okay, focus.
0: Gotcha. How did you do in college? Like, how was that for you? I. Did you, really you redshirted, right? I
1: redshirted my first year and I ended up wrestling a bunch of open tournaments and doing pretty well.
0: So, real quick, for, for people that might not know about redshirting, I mean, did you do that to just kind of get like another year of experience under your belt or was it because of any other reason? You know, a lot of people redshirt because they're like, sometimes an injury or something, but mm-hmm. other people will be like, well, to there, try to there's, the there's a
1: difference between a redshirt year and a. Injury, injury red shirt, shirt. yeah. Right. So Dustin actually took an injury red shirt because he tore it, he blew out his knee. Red shirt a lot of times is kind of just like a maturity year to kind of wrestle at those open tournaments and to kind of see what your competition is going to be like because it is a huge step from high school to college. So um, my what what my red shirt year was was a maturity year, and then sometimes like if you got guys, we had a guy that wrestled his freshman year. Ryan Williams, who actually ended up be becoming the NCAA finalist his senior year, but he wrestled his senior year because he had a, the 133-pounder the first year got um, injured, and so he had to step in, Gotcha. and he, his plan was always to take a year and actually redshirt, but he never did get that opportunity, and it ended up working out for him because he ended up becoming a... NCAA finalists but how does
0: that work for like the roster I guess on the college team you guys got like what two three guys per weight or uh, some places tens.
1: yeah it kind of just depends from year to year
0: gotcha so there's not like a set like hey we can only have two guys at each weight and then
1: it is one no I, they try to get as many guys in the room as they can but a lot of guys don't I think we had like 20 some guys my recruiting year oh okay and then like three or four finished out the whole four years and then only like two or three of them finished the all four years or all five years whatever it was
0: so you talked about the difference between like college and high school you know it's mm. is big what do you what do you think the biggest difference is just the is it practice the dedication the yeah. intensity the, all of it I well
1: mean, yeah i mean it's just the competition so much better because you take like especially these d1 colleges you have in high school and college room especially at that level is uh like, high school, you might have one or two state champs in a room. In college, you have state champions from all over the country right. in one room. Just beating crapping crap out of each other. You know?
0: So you're running into a bunch of super good yeah. kids. And not only that... But yeah, so I mean, I guess that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. You have, like, the best of the best type thing yeah. every, in every room, too. Uh,
1: and then, not only that, but then you've got... Um, everybody is actually fighting for a spot in the lineup, you know? Yeah. It's not just a bunch of guys that are there to be there. It's actually guys that are dedicated and wanting to be in the lineup and compete
0: is there anything that you like could tell someone or, or you know like, try to prepare them mentally or even do to help them physically get ready to like wrestle at the next level like a kid going out of high school that you know is going to be wrestling college
1: it's just get mad time really just get on the mat and actually do stuff in the off season especially since our high school season is so short up here yeah you've got to train during the off season and going to these camps and going out to these tournaments is huge just for exposure. Right. You know.
0: Yeah, because not a lot of people are coming up here to watch our state tournaments.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: When, when you were wrestling at Old Dominion, did you guys do like two days? Was that like a constant thing every day? Yeah. Were the practices much more intense or just longer, more of them?
1: Uh, like during the season, we would have lift a lift or like something in the morning or a conditioning, little conditioning workout. Like, at 6 a.m. before classes or something started, and then we had practice at 3. And then some days we would have, like, film session at the beginning of the week, and then individual workouts, you know, just one-on-one with coach to work on what we identified in the film sessions and stuff. What's it like
0: in college, like, the uh, juggling, like, all that with school? Is it harder than it is in high school?
1: It's actually... You get more time. You have more free time because the days aren't so structured. Right. So you have, like, you, depending on how you got your classes scheduled whatever, you might have a class at 8 and then 9, and then you might have a break until, you know, like 1, and then you have a class at 1 and then right. you go to school or yeah. go to practice after that. But um, the biggest thing is just going to class. Just you have to really hold yourself accountable to get your butt to class because as long as you get to class and even – if you're not the best about doing the work or getting the best grades, as long as you show up to class every day, the teachers will give you the benefit of the doubt. You know, yeah, they, an athlete, yeah, because they know like it's hard to try to juggle school right. and all the years of athletics and everything else. But
0: did uh, did you have to cut a lot of weight in, in college? Again, I,
1: I cut a ridiculous amount of weight in college. Was it? I was wrestling 149. And I was probably walking around at like 170, 175. Jeez,
0: <laughs> you am pretty miserable a lot then. Or... Yeah, I think that kind of had a lot
1: to do. Mentally, because I never really, like, accomplished a lot of the goals I stuff I, I had going into college just yeah. because, like, I had great seasons. Like, I was ranked in the top ten a few times, you know, and really uh, beat a lot of guys in the top five even, you know. But come the end of the season, I was just so wore out and beat up from yeah. kind of weight that I always – I had shitty conference tournaments every year.
0: Damn. Takes a lot out of you in general. Did, uh, did you ever have any serious injuries? Not, I mean, just in, in general, like um, high school, college, back in the
1: day? I tore my meniscus, but that wasn't too bad. I got it the torn part cut out, and then I was back on the mat in like two and a half weeks or something. Oh, okay. And then, did, did you notice like a difference or anything? Um, sometimes, because I, I had this one move I did was kind of like a hybrid knee dip, duck under thing. And I did it, and I would kind of squat down. And when I tore my meniscus, I could tell when I squatted down that fast that it, there it was something wrong. Oh, okay, and it would kind of popping it out a little bit, but Dang. but then once I got it repaired, it was it was good a lot better.
0: Um, did you have a particular like uh, pre match routine or anything like the same thing every time like? you know uh, you're coming up and you're in the hole and mm. now I'm going to start warming up or kind of like you see your weight class come up, yeah. or coming and you start moving around or, or I just ask cause some people have literally none and then but anyway. right
1: before I came on the mat I would do it twice <clears throat> I would uh, slap both calves and then my thighs and my butt and then I would squat jump and then I would walk out and then I would do it right before I walked to the mat and then I would do it once I found on them does that just kind of like wake your muscles up, or just I, kind of like a they you hyped, or it, yeah, it was just kind of my thing. Like I just kind of superstitious, I guess. Cause yeah, I, I started it in high school, and then it just kind of just kept up. kept
0: going. Yeah. Did you have like a typical like post uh, weigh in like drink or f- typical food that you were always like go to
1: um, an orange Gatorade. An oh. apple juice, and orange Gatorade, an orange Gatorade, but we always had to mix it with water. So now, to this day, I couldn't, I can't even drink a Gatorade just straight. I have to oh, <laughs> so really? mix it with water, yeah. Just because too sweet, or yeah, it? too sweet. So much sodium and stuff in it too. So. Yeah, That's It's weird kind of how stuff like that down. works. Yeah,
0: kind of random story, just. Uh, about not actually Gatorade but Powerade I used to always crush Blue Powerade and uh, (laughs) I got strep throat one time and I always had a hard time swallowing pills back in the day and uh, when I got strep throat they gave me like this horse pill and (laughs) I'm like I can barely swallow like a baby Motrin for whatever reason it's just like a mental thing so I had to like cut these in half, mm-hmm. but I remember like drinking Power Blue Powerade and trying to swallow this pill. Yeah. I was like coughing it back up like ten times. Uh, I swear to this day, anytime I and I've tried drinking another Blue Powerade, and yeah. I, all I taste is that damn medicine. <laughs> and I'm like, I taste that pill still. Like, yeah. I don't. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. Maybe that just the flavor of Blue Powerade mixed with that like just brings that back to me, where I'm just like, yeah, that's all I taste. It's
1: horrible. I don't know who's drinking, you know, who's drinking this crap. We were at a wrestling camp when I was in college because. My coach in college was um, his family, the Martin family, developed the whole Granby school of wrestling and everything. Well, we would in the summertime we would travel around and do all these Granby school camps and stuff. Well, we were at this one in like Mexico, Missouri or something, and there's this little fat kid that was running around during warmups and stuff, and he was just so tired that he fell down on the mat. And we walk over, like, "What's wrong with you?" And he's like, oh, I'm "So so thirsty. I need a Gatorade." <laughs> The blue kind, and he like reached up and <laughs> gave yeah. us this like the weakest, most pathetic, like, oh, please help me <laughs> Oh, The, Gatorade. the blue kind, he <laughs> was <laughs> like, get up, just keep running. I'm not that tired. Oh, on his deathbed, <laughs> <Yeah>. Blue Gatorade.
0: <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> is there anything that you deprived yourself of during the season that you couldn't wait to like eat or drink after it was over? Like some people like do away with like soda and stuff like that. But is there anything that you're like, man, once season's over, I'm going to.
1: Crush them. So I really have a thing for soft-serve ice cream. So I always tried to like refrain from that for a while. And then my roommate in college really liked Reese's Pieces, and so every once in a while, like once or twice during the season, we'd treat ourselves that we would share a pack of Reese's Pieces.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now we're gonna get into some maybe some broader questions or whatever. But what do you think it takes to be successful in wrestling?
1: Um, just discipline really, like I talked about earlier, just going to class and everything. There's always, I always tell my wrestlers and something that I was told like when I was in college, there's three aspects of life as a student athlete. You got your academics, your athletics, and your social life. And you can only excel at two of the three. And if you try to do all three, you're not going to do very well at each one of them.
0: Is that something that you feel or you learned along the way? Yeah, I kind of learned along the way,
1: you know. Yeah. And some something our coaches told us when we were in college too and it kind of stuck with me. But, it's true, like you have to, like especially as a high school athlete and stuff, once you get into high school and if you have aspirations to be better and go on to college and wrestle and stuff, you really kind of have to take that seriously because as soon as you walk on campus as a freshman in high school, that's kind of an interview for getting into a good college. Like you got to be good at academics, you got right. to kind of do well athletically and stuff. And social life, you can always have a social life. Yeah. So you only have so many years to go to school and be an athlete. So Yeah, because once
0: it's done, it's done, and your social yeah. life will be waiting for you type thing, and yeah. it, it is so what
1: it is. just to have that discipline and stuff and do um, the little things well. We go to class, you know, be disciplined with food intake and everything else. Like, I always sign a lot of my coaches' notes and everything with uh, take care of the little things and the big things to take care of themselves. So if you're disciplined and take care of all the little details that you need to do to be successful, practice hard every day, you know, be disciplined when you eat, like go to class, so there's not that extra stress of trying to get a grade up last minute to so you can be eligible for the next right. semester or whatever. Yeah, take care of the little things and the big things, you get your own raised. So
0: yeah, no, that's that's a fantastic answer because the other thing is, you know, a lot of people start wrestling, and this is one thing I talked with Dylan about. I mean, there's a lot of people that start when they're young yeah. that they don't see the same success when they get older, and it doesn't transition. So maybe you know you have someone that one is a stud and and then in middle school or high school something somewhere along the way like you know kind of just doesn't do it for them type thing and they don't see that success but I mean it's probably for that exact reason yeah goals or whatever goes somewhere else but if they have the discipline to keep you know it really kind of depends on what your end game is I guess um let's talk about coaching you're the head coach for west valley how did that opportunity come to you were you approached, or is it something that you, I mean, is it something that you always want to do, always, always be a coach? Or? Yeah,
1: I always wanted to get back into it. Um, after college, I was I was really burnt out, and I didn't really want anything to do with wrestling for a while. Yeah, and, and so I went to work, and I ended up going to work with the goal I was going to get all my student loans paid off. And once my student loans were done, then I could get back into doing kind of freedom with the rest of my life, you know, and I got my student loans paid off. And then it just seemed like, I don't know if it was coincidence or if it was fate or whatever, but Bakker called me like a month after I made that last payment and got my student loans paid off. It's like, hey, would you be interested in taking the West Valley job? Um, Foshi, one of the vice principals over there at West Valley, just called me and asked if I had anybody in mind that would be good, and I gave him your name. And so... Yeah, I'm so I, kind of stars
0: aligned. Yeah, wow. so I ended
1: up calling Foshi, and he's like, yeah, here's the website to put in your resume or whatever, and um, we would be interested in you in for an interview so I went and they were like yep you're the one so- and it's kind of cool obviously that you went there too yeah just some, you know yeah goal. so there's actually a lot of meeting, or
0: and then you you have a you have some prior experience like coaching when you know you're younger doing like team last and stuff but mm-hmm. do you like coaching the West I wish I, kids? I wish I would have got into it
1: 10 years ago oh really yeah I wish I would have just sucked it up and got back into it but just
0: because it's like a hard kind of like West Valley's, like, in the process of, like, rebuilding. You've already gone a long way in the last couple of years, but is, yeah. is that why? Or? Yeah, not only
1: that, but uh, I didn't realize how much I missed it till I got back into it. Gotcha.
0: What do you think are, like, the biggest challenges for being head coach? Is it... Is it like the, not the practices? Is it like you know? Because I I
1: don't know. Is it paperwork or no? It's the mentality nowadays with kids. Everybody. Um, so the question I was going to ask because yeah.
0: you can't do things that were probably done to you or run no. practices that you were probably ran through. Not even kind close. Of tiptoe well, around a lot of things. Yeah,
1: just everybody being so sensitive and stuff. This and uh, I I call it the Dion Sanders syndrome. Like. He has that saying that's like, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you play good, you get paid, basically. And so kids nowadays have that mentality where, well, if we look good, then we'll play good. Well, with wrestling, it's a little bit different story, you know. Right. Like, you, yeah. you gotta put it. You the can work. look the best in the <laughs> planet, it <They> don't mean <laughs> yeah. nothing. Yeah, you just get stumped. tore up. Bro. Yeah. But um, so all these kids want all them, like the material thing. They want the coolest singlets and the best shoes. They're obsessed with their wrestling shoes now. Like, yeah. I couldn't even tell you what the name of my shoes are, you know? Right. And they're like, oh, we got these shoes and we're going to sell these shoes and I got to save up so I can buy these other shoes. And it's like, dude, yeah. it doesn't matter. Just go out there and beat somebody's ass. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter what shoes you have. But uh, just trying to get them to put in the work and quit feeling sorry for themselves is a huge challenge. But they're coming along. So, I mean, I'm sure you get frustrated at times. Is that probably
0: the the biggest factor of where that frustration comes from? Yeah. Just,
1: yeah. Yeah. Just like, just, they don't really understand what hard work is, because like, me taking over the program, when I first stepped on into the mat room or whatever, there was five kids that finished the season the year before, Jeez. you know, yeah. and then I had like 40-something kids show up for preseason the first day, and then 20-something came back the next day, Wow, know? so it was like, yeah. just trying to get them to work hard and understand what it's like to work hard, yeah. day in and day out. Definitely so, seems the mentality
0: of... of like today's
1: yeah. kids or whatever
0: are a lot different yeah but I think that you know it's just that's the way society's kind of like molded them. Mm-hmm. and you think that you want to try to be a certain way but yeah you gotta like babysit a yeah. lot which is and I've been
1: been very fortunate too with the my parents and the booster club and stuff have been very supportive of that kind of uh, yeah. tough love mentality right. that I've yeah. given some of these kids
0: and do you have you had any problems with any without naming any names with any like parents or anything in particular coming to you and saying anything about your coaching style or anything?
1: No, I really haven't had any of that at well, all. Well you're sorry. doing good then. <laughs> yeah. Not yet anyway.
0: <laughs> uh, let's talk about Team Alaska. I mean, Wes told me that you are the head coach now for three years. How did that come about? Did he reach out to you and say, Hey, I kinda wanna take a step back from the actual that head coach role and just let you run it or? He still is, like, a coach, but, like, the director, technically? Yeah, or...
1: he's the Team Alaska director, and he's got just so much paperwork and administrative stuff that he's got to deal with. Yeah. That uh, he, he really wanted a fresh look at freestyle, specifically.
0: Was the, did that come within, like, the same time as the West Valley head coach? Yeah, as, as soon so, as... hey, he you get... want to be a West Valley head coach? You want to be Team Alaska head coach?
1: Uh, well, the high school season went first, and then he was like, now I got this, got this guy back into the wrestling or whatever. Yeah, hey, yeah. how about Team Alaska? You know, I was I'm all about wrestling in general, so I was like, hell yeah, I want to come in and be a part of that. So um, it was something I was a part of growing up, and it was huge. You know, like a lot of these, like Michaela coming back, and yeah. all these other guys that have were part of Team Alaska coming during back. Our era, yeah, yeah during our era. It's like, hell yeah, I want to
0: kind of. Is it easier to coach Team Alaska because you're getting like? Higher quality kids, in a sense, than you do in the high school season. So maybe that mentality is a little
1: easier to it, give the tough love, or it's, or, do you yeah, have more, it's, or do you have more egos maybe to deal with? A little bit more egos. Some some of the kids look at you like, "Who the hell are you coming? Hey, you coach at West Valley? They suck right now." <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, what are you going to tell me? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, but. Uh, <clears throat> um, It's a little bit harder. It's still kind of frustrating because, you know, these kids are training for the biggest tournament in the country at any level. Like, there's the most kids that wrestle at Fargo Nationals than there is in the rest of the world, really. Yeah. So um, it's really hard just because you want them to do well and you want them to succeed. But again, it's kind of like some of them really don't know what hard work is right. and expect. you can only
0: do so much I mean yeah. you can only like you know kind of yeah. drill into a kid or, or like try to you know get the best out of them so much yeah because yeah. you have such a limited time frame can't like hold their hand 9 like the camp that... do you enjoy Team Alaska more? Yeah.
1: I, lo- I love coaching Team Alaska I, I don't know if I enjoy it more but it just being in wrestling yeah. and being at that level
0: well then it's just a different thing yeah. too that being said I'm going to ask you these last two questions and then we'll wrap this up and be done do you have a a person, maybe two, three that you could think of toughest people you've ever wrestled in any level—high school, I, college.
1: Uh, I wrestled Jordan Burroughs in college. Oh wow! Okay. By a few points, and then I wrestled Brent Metcalf quite a bit too. Oh yeah, from was, Iowa. Right, yeah. Who was a, I think two-time NCAA champ? Yeah. Um, the first I, time I can
0: only remember him from when he lost.
1: He pushed yeah. a guy while he's doing a back. Row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I didn't remember that guy. Yeah, I wrestled him uh, a couple times. The second time, I don't—I was out of it mentally and beat my ass. But the first time, or maybe the first couple times I wrestled him, it was really close. Pretty
0: tight. So there's probably two two toughest people.
1: Yeah, I would imagine. And then I had a training partner, uh, Chris Brown, who ended up being an NCAA All-American as well. The was, rapper? No. We always <laughs> make fun about that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But uh, he actually became a bartender, and he made a drink called the Rihanna Killer. I don't oh. know if that's something. <laughs> but... Uh, Yeah, I wrestled him all the time, and he was was tough. He was like Beast of the East champ in high school and in college, and I think he won Fargo where he was in the finals, and he had a lot of, accolades as well, and he was tough. Did you ever
0: have anyone that you didn't really get along with? In, this is kind of just random, not one of the last questions, that you didn't get along with, or, or that you, besides your brother, <laughs> uh, like in the practice room, or someone that you just uh, on your team, maybe, or a coach, that like you butted heads with, that you just didn't see eye to eye with for whatever reason? Uh, Personality difference, stylistic, just hated uh, wrestling them? I, I mean, I don't know. Well, uh, Ryan
1: Williams, who ended up becoming an NCAA finalist or whatever, our coach always liked to make us wrestle, and he was a... F- when we got... Junior and senior year and cut stuff in college, he was uh the 41 pounder, I was a 49-pounder. And our coach always did this thing where we would get one takedown, the last takedown of the practice or whatever. And then once you got the takedown, you would be up and jogging. And he would always, our coach would be on his air watching us, Baxter, Willie, you you guys need to go together. Let's go. <laughs> like, Damn it. <laughs> so we go over there and we wrestle, and we ended up wrestling for like 30 minutes because nobody could get a takedown. Oh my god. You know, gosh. And it just
0: He'd do that on purpose because of that reason? Yeah, because uh, that. he knew we were both super
1: competitive and that we weren't... Really no able one wanted to, to give it up. Yeah, and Brutal. it would end up... We'd turn into a... There's multiple times that that turned into a fist fight as well. Jeez. Because we were so... Yeah, competitive <laughs> and close.
0: Yeah. And then uh, the final question. Do you have a favorite or a couple, again, match or maybe like moment in your wrestling career that maybe a couple that stick out in your mind?
1: Um, Winning... When... Um, my senior year in high school was pretty good. That was uh, pretty awesome. The state best, title, yeah. The state title that that one meant a lot, just because I was so dominant in that match. And then shortly after that, Dustin. Yeah, I, I was a forty five pounder. Dustin was a fifty two pounder. and Then he won a state championship. I was actually.
0: That was huge. I don't actually know how I didn't ask that question because I have it written down here. Senior year, won state title with brother who won yeah. at one fifty two. Um, we'll go back to that question there, but I mean, how was that winning state titles with your brother back to back? You know, in weight classes. Yeah. I mean, he's you know younger than you, and just being able to have that together kind of kind yeah of pretty awesome.
1: cool. That that was that one was super special, and then of course my parents were there at that trivet too, and then yeah. just being around family, and then my dad who was a state championship or state champion in high school, and then my brother yeah. and I kind of come full doing of circle. That together. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty that that was pretty special. Yeah. So I mean, do you have any others, or just that one in particular? That one in particular, and then. Uh, I, there was a few in college. I, I was minor tournaments and stuff that I would have won, and, you know, it was pretty good. And then yeah. just being able to compete with guys like Jordan Burroughs and stuff like that right. was cool. Yeah.
0: But, Can only imagine. Yeah. Well, that being said, I mean, I really don't have anything else. We kind of covered a lot of stuff from yeah. early days to your family, <laughs> to late days to now. you have anything that you would like to add for anything at all? I mean,
1: not, Not really off the top of my head.
0: Cool. Well, I really appreciate you coming and uh, meeting me over here and sitting <laughs> no down problem. with me. I'd like to thank you for listening to another episode of the Alaskan Grappler podcast. I'd like to thank Kalen Baxter again for taking the time out of his day to come and shoot the breeze about wrestling with me. For those that subscribe to AlaskanGrappler.com, I added a new section on the main page showing what's new, which shows what I've added most recently. I'll probably keep things in there for about a month or two before shuffling them out. I uh, recently created a Facebook account for the Alaskan Grappler, so if you haven't already, please send a friend request so you can see us on your feed. I've had pretty good feedback about the podcast, but if you'd like to throw in your two cents, please let me know by commenting on Facebook or YouTube. I'd love to hear any critiques, hints, tips, or even praise to let me know what you think. Even though this is my seventh podcast, I'm still very new to this, and I'm still learning and trying to make it better each time. If you are listening to this on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe. If you listen to this through the Facebook link, please like and share the link so other people can enjoy it. All the podcast episodes are now available on Spotify, so go back and check out any of the ones you haven't heard yet. Lastly, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast or know someone who might, please let me know. That being said, be on the lookout for the next Alaskan Grappler podcast.